Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Freddie, also known as Nighty Night. Today we got a very special episode. We have the incredibly talented writer-director of Off Season, Mickey, Mickey Keating. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, like I said earlier before we started recording, uh, I've been dying to talk about this movie. I'm really excited for people to watch this movie and kind of jumping into this. Um, yeah, we saw this last year, me and Prince from the host of Nightlight. And this was part of our top 10 of South by Southwest. I think this was like my number three of the whole entire festival. Oh. And man uh it left me with nightmares now i got to revisit those nightmares again watching it recently and i just have to ask this is one of the main questions we always ask our guests is why horror i mean i love horror i think it's um yeah i i get very very thrilled to experience things and dangerous situations in a very safe setting it's the same reason why i love roller coasters and haunted houses I think it's a very kind of uh, a beautiful genre that is can be very cathartic and thrilling. And, and you know, it's like it's my favorite genre. And, and I could talk for hours about why I just love horror movies. But that's kind of the general gist of it. <laughs> no, I love that. That's really good. Um, what really inspired you to make Off Season? Because you are both the writer and the director for it. So this comes straight out of your mind. What mm. was your inspiration for it? Yeah, I, I mean, I really wanted to do a movie in Florida uh, for a long time. And then um, simultaneously, like I kind of really became fell in love again with like Southern Gothic literature and like and also I started reading short stories by Shirley Jackson again. And like The Summer People, I think, is like an absolutely brilliant short story. Uh, and I was always like, what happens at the end of the summer? Like what, you know, what goes on with this town? So that kind of was the jumping off point just to tell something that was kind of dreamy and surreal and and Southern Gothic, which is a genre that is uh you don't see enough enough of really so uh so those were kind of all the jumping off points for it that's awesome um and i gotta say you pretty much got a great cast too do you have a really fantastic person that's leading it with uh jocelyn donahue what was your experience working with her she's amazing she's absolutely incredible um you know i've been a fan of hers forever and when i found out that it was a possibility that she would even meet on the movie. Uh, we got coffee and I knew within the first one minute that she would be perfect for this role. Uh, it's, you know, it's, um, it's a, a role that requires her to be on screen for, you know, almost the entire time. Some a lot of which she's alone. And I just think she's just, you know, a powerhouse kind of performer. She's, you know, and, and the shooting, the weather was terrible. It was a very kind of hard shoot in Florida, uh, but she was just so sweet and, and totally game for everything. And, uh, and so, yeah, I couldn't be luckier. I don't think there's anyone else who could have played this role the way she did. Yeah, she has a lot of emotional range in this movie. And like you said, she spends majority of the screen time for the whole runtime of this movie. And I do agree that she absolutely kills it. She is a powerhouse. Um, she's able to deliver such a great performance in we kind of dive deep into her psyche about with her like relationship with her mother and the main reason why she's even on this uh, desolate island. And she has main purpose, which is great in the movie. We want to have a character that has main purpose and her discovering what's really going on and the connection with her and her mom and the relationship that they have together is something that I feel is very powerful and a lot of people will take a lot out of. And speaking of like the weather and the setting, 
um, I have to say, creating this world of immersive atmosphere is really great. I think it does such a great job of creating a very chilling environment. How was making that world happen? Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, it was it was really difficult because I didn't want uh, digital fog, so I insisted that we did it all practically. And every single time, you, you know, it's like when you shoot by the beach, you're battling different elements, and in Florida, particularly it can rain and then 20 minutes later it stops raining and uh and the sun comes out and you you know that the whole town and the main street we took we had these industrial fog machines and smoked the entire place up and then a a sea breeze would come and just whip it all away <laughs> oh. so, yeah, uh, but i think i think ultimately it's like it's worth it because everything that you see there is like it creates its own kind of essence and and world uh but i would not recommend uh, using those machines unless you have a lot of patience and and very talented operators. No, that's really fair. But I love the fact that you said the majority of this is like practical, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really cool. Um, what is one of the best things that you can take away from this movie? What's your best experience while filming this? Um, I mean, it was it was generally. I think the the nice and exciting thing about it was that it, even though it, the conditions were kind of really difficult, you know, with the elements, um, it was really exciting to just to go to Florida and and realize how photogenic everything is, and um, and and I think you know we got really lucky because you know a lot of the weather that you see in the movie we got overcast skies just naturally, and when you write that into a script like you're never going to get overcast skies. Uh, so that, that felt very lucky. And generally just, you know, I got to meet and work with Joe Swanberg and we've become very good friends and Richard Brake. And, you know, we've become very close and all these actors that I was very, I'd never worked with before. It really was just such a fun experience watching them act and really bring my kind of fantastic fantasy story uh, down to kind of reality, which is, which is wonderful. Melora Walters. I just, I just got to sit back and watch her act. So it was brilliant. That was the best thing about it, I think. I have to agree. Like, there's some great stuff in here where uh, one of the big things for me is the actors that are part of the island itself plays a really big role in this, too. They kind of have a big part of, like, the mystery behind everything. And I remember the first time watching when she goes back into the sand trap, and I'm not trying to keep too many spoilers in this at all because I wanted people to check this one out. There's a scene where let's just say everything is very still mm-hmm. just not you know spoilers and i think that was one of the best things i've seen in the movie in a very long time because i haven't seen something done that well where they uh was the things in that room try to stay as still as possible thank you yes that that was all them i literally oh, put the challenge and i said if you all can do this that would be really really cool and we rolled camera and that shot went on for like a two long minutes. time we, we edited yeah. it, you know, down, but they stayed perfectly still. I wouldn't have been able to do that. <laughs> they they all pulled it off. I was incredibly impressed. That's one of those moments as a director where you're like, shit, people are really talented. <laughs> yeah, no, incredibly talented. And that's one of the things, too, that I want to talk about, too, is the film work. The camera, it plays off like um, I'm a big fan of Children of Men by uh, Alfonso Cuaron. And he does this thing where the camera kind of leads the main character and I see that a lot in this movie as well, where the camera kind of like strays away and looks at different rooms. It kind of explores the atmosphere around her. And it plays like we are a character with her as well. Was that your intention behind that? Absolutely. That's a great question. For sure. You know, I think that the thing that's so great is um, 
is I, I love the idea of a more kind of interactive, immersive movie in that way. Uh, and I think that you kind of see the way that video games have become so cinematic. You see that element in a lot of great video games too nowadays. So, so including the audience as much as possible to interact with the film is something that I make a strong effort to, to do. And so uh, I, I appreciate you saying so uh, because that's, uh, that was definitely one of the goals in this one to make the character like as much of a cam uh, as much of to make the care the camera as much of a character in the film as possible yes i i i love the camera working here and the editing is very smooth and very clean cut as well and it just creates that more tension in the story too and i do love the score um who did you work with to do the score for this movie so my composer is named Schaefer James. He's mm -hmm. a brilliant uh, musician. He's he's got a band. He you know he's not. Uh, this is I think maybe his third feature that he's done. And you know it's really great to have somebody who's just so talented musically be able to come in and, and watch the film and be like, okay, I know how to how to do this. And you know those voices that you hear in the soundtrack, that's all him. And so I oh. think there's nothing cooler than like having a composer who's voice is part of the movie literally um so yes he he's absolutely incredible and i will be working with him for many more films i love it no because yeah he did an incredible job of that and creating that atmosphere too and i always talk about like in all of my interviews especially with movies it takes a whole village to make a movie even getting the movie made is a huge accomplishment let alone having it be in like uh, one of the biggest film festivals of all time south by southwest and now finally coming out and um this is i uh, i don't know why i don't have it in my notes but this is going to shutter right Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it'll be released theatrically March 11th yes. uh, and on VOD by RLJ Entertainment. How was working with Shudder? It's great. I mean, I love Shudder and, and I, I did a television show with them called The Core. And I think the greatest thing about Shudder is that they love this genre and yeah. and they curate and build and teach, you know, the, how impactful this genre has been throughout the entire history of cinema. And so there's no one better right now. And especially now uh, in a time where streaming is really overtaking the movie watching experience, you want someone like that on your side to, to uh, you know, uh, show your film and, and, and curate your movie. So I'm thrilled to have them on, on my team for this one. Yeah, I have to agree with you. Uh, obviously pandemic is a very hard time and I think one of the big things that came out of the pandemic is horror films mm -hmm. where before there were so many theatrical releases but in general horror films have always been coming out especially with like VOD and streaming services they've always been around and now they have the, the spotlight which is great yeah it's, it's become the great equalizer I think you know we're, we're getting back to the what it was like in the 70s again you know because mm. now these you know uh, independent films have the same exact platform as a Marvel movie you, you know and so I think it's really really exciting it's a great time for for film in general and particularly horror films I have to agree and speaking of horror films in the horror community how do you feel about the horror community itself um, I don't really know because I'm not I'm not really on social media very much. Uh, there are there are uh, filmmakers that I whose movies I like a lot who are putting out uh, great work. Um, uh, but the the uh, the horror community is kind of a uh, I'm I feel almost like uh, because I'm not on Twitter or anything I'm a little bit of an outsider. <laughs> but you know okay. if it's if it's a group of people that love horror movies, you know, I, I'm I'm definitely, you know, I can relate to that. <laughs> of course. I, I will have to say 
without a doubt, people are gonna absolutely go crazy for this movie. Um, it, it will definitely be all over Twitter, and right. I'll, I'll I'll let you know how yeah, people please, react to it. Absolutely. Please. Um, what is one thing you want moviegoers to know about the filmmaking process during off season? Um, you know, I think the thing that's most important to me uh, is that you know I would love for you know even if you're watching the movie on a laptop which is fine, which is the way that the world is, um, you know, the, the effort that kind of goes into the presentation and the sound mix and everything. So I guess my, my thing is, is more of just like a, a, a plead where it's like, if you're going to watch it, please watch it in the dark. <laughs> please okay. wear, wear headphones if you don't have good speakers, because, uh, you know, that's the most important thing. Um, you know, I, I think the duty of a film, especially now with the prevalence of streamers to such a degree, is that, you know, we have we as filmmakers have to find ways to get you to put your phone down and not check your phone. Um, and so, you know, I, this is something that I'm conscious of, and I hope that people uh, can be entertained by it regardless of the setting but please watch it in the dark <laughs> so you love moviegoers to or like movie watchers to watch it in that an atmospheric setting as well please yeah yeah you know it's i think i think you know and i live in los angeles i've got a ton of windows and and there whenever i see like a new movie come out like the the deep house right that movie just mm. came out and yeah. i i you know i waited and i turned down for it to be like midnight i turned out all the lights and it was a great experience i can't imagine watching that movie in the afternoon <laughs> so you know watch my movie at night and watch the deep house at night because it's a great film i i have to check that one out i know it's a underwater haunted house movie right yeah it's, it's it's like a great simple concept that you're like wow god damn it why didn't i think of that but they pull it off really well incredibly talented filmmakers um, speaking of, do you have like a close knit of friends who are also filmmakers who like help each other out, inspire each other? Um, uh, yeah, well, you know, it's like I, I show my movies to a bunch of different people. Uh, I, uh, I um, recently became friends with um, uh, uh, Jacob Gentry because I loved his movie Broadcast Signal Intrusion. Mm, I emailed him yeah. immediately. I was like, this movie's incredible. Uh, I'm friends with, you know, I show my, cuts of my films to Joe Begas and Josh Ethier and uh, and yeah, you know, it's like, I, 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 I love, um, I think Nick Pesh is an incredible filmmaker and, you know, I love all three of his movies. So, um, you know, he's somebody who, who I just really admire. And, you know, when you live in LA, there's so many people that you can kind of meet and hang out with and grab a beer with. So, so that's a very kind of exciting thing. JT Petty is, is a, is like a genius and like one of the best writers and the uh, outlast the video game, I think is one of the great horror works of art, you know, in, in the last mm. few years. So uh, he's somebody who I always show um, the uh, film, you know, cuts of my movies too. I showed a cut of off season to Mary Heron, who is just like God to me, uh, you know, and it's like getting the director of American psycho to give me feedback on, on a cut of my movie is like, that's awesome. Is unbelievable. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's very useful to, to get feedback from, filmmakers who are you know part of the genre for sure and i have to say doing like the the horror podcast for like two three years now and dealing and 
kind of interacting with a lot of filmmakers within the horror community they seem to be one of the most supportive like groups of people ever and i'd love to hear that you've had like such a great um interactions with other filmmakers too because yeah you just named off some amazing people super talented <laughs> and you're amongst them i hope you know that like you were wow. like really good and i really enjoyed this movie and like i said i feel like a lot of people are going to get a lot out of it and i think it's going to go to the right platform for those right people to see this too which i'm really excited about i really appreciate it it's funny because i feel like the the people who make scary movies are generally the nicest people that you'll meet it's it's the comedians you have to watch out for (laughs) i have to agree and i would have to say um being with off season i felt like it gave us up so many different themes that you dove deep into is there something in like a theme in particular that you wanted people to get out of this movie um yeah well uh you know there yes there are certain things that i kind of wanted to to approach but um it's funny i kind of have a hard time discussing uh the themes of my movies because when i make the films the interpretation of the audience is as important and interesting to me as uh my intentions and i know that kind of sounds like a cop-out but i think that's the great brilliant thing of about art and film yeah. is that you can take away something that maybe i wasn't even intending so i would love i would put it back and i would love to hear anybody who watches this what they think about the, the film and their interpretations and the themes I, I that's really really exciting to me genuinely it's the reason why you know my my movies i make the inter- you know I make the effort to um, not provide answers for everything. I, you know, I did a movie called Darling where at the end of the film, we don't reveal what's behind the door that's torturing her for so long. Um, that's, that's really exciting to me to hear what people think. So if you watch off season and you have some ideas, please let me know. <laughs> oh, I'm sure people will. And was there something in this movie that you wish you put in that you haven't? Um, no, I, you know, it's, I feel very, very, very fortunate that every single movie that I've made has been everything that I can possibly creatively put into it and, uh, and, and be left with like, all right, I left everything on the field. I don't have anything I wish I had done, uh, which is super fortunate because, you know, this movie, like I said, it's like, it was 90 degrees and 90% humidity one day and everyone was getting Mm. eaten alive by mosquitoes. And then it was 30 degrees and 30 miles an hour winds. So conditions like that, you're definitely gonna be like, oh man, I wish I had one more day. But um, no, I, I think I think we kind of left it all out there. So um, I'm just thankful that the movie got out there, you know, because it, we wrapped literally three weeks or something before the pandemic shut the country down. So if yeah. we had waited any longer to shoot the movie, we would be left with a half finished film. So so um that's very fortunate i'm very glad to not be in that position (laughs) absolutely i'm really happy that worked out because yeah this movie seems perfectly wrapped in a bow like tight and it just completes the entire story but kind of like to your point you leave some stuff to interpretation which like there's a lot of lore you can deep dive into this movie it was like what's really that demon what's its main intentions what's really happening with the people who's the next victim is it something to do with like family do they discuss if everyone's related i don't know there's a whole bunch of theories you can really kind of go into this movie with 
And I really appreciate that kind of stuff. So I appreciate yeah, you for having that. Thank you. You know, and it's not, I, I think that the, th the thing that's most important is like, I write all of the answers kind of into the script. And then we find along the way where, you know, where the kind of, you know, moments allow for the audience to piece their own interpretations in. And so it's not, it's a concerted effort. It's not because I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. Um, would you dive back into this world again in the future? Or is this kind of like a one and done? thing uh in terms of just the general uh like like uh as like a sequel or a companion piece or anything or yeah it could be either a spinoff or a sequel would you go back to this island oh man um you know i i really probably i don't know if i if i will ever do a sequel to any of my work but um mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, you know, it's like these kind of elements of, of storytelling are things that intrigue me. And I think that you could see kind of a through line between this and some of my other films. So um, to some degree or another, I'll always, you know, want to do another creepy town movie uh, for sure. I, I hope you do because you're really good at it. But Thanks. speaking of too, is there any like major properties that you would love to work on like a dream project? Um, I would love to work on a, a real like like okay i would love to do a silent hill movie um but i knew I it i do. knew it <laughs> <laughs> but i would want to do it uh closer to what the silent silent hill 2 the video game was um okay. you know kind of a, a, an abstract experiential uh surreal experience because the thing that you know i think where the movies they tried their best at is that they had to explain all of this mythology and i don't like in the video games i don't like the cult aspect of silent hill mm. i love that silent hill too when its own way so um i yeah i mean that would be that would be a dream but i would probably be too scared to to actually take that on and disappoint thousands and thousands of people <laughs> i don't think you would disappoint to be honest because uh one of the main things that i got of the vibe of this movie is uh pt i don't know if you know what that was it was like the playable trailer of uh, the Silent Hill that never came out for the video game. Uh, this also gave me a little bit of like uh, Alan Wake vibes as well, too. Um, but you, I feel like you would be a very strong contender for like those type of movies, for sure, without a doubt. I would love that. And the other video game that was a huge influence on this was uh, was Siren. And I think doing a Siren mm. movie would be fantastic. Um, you know, that's that's a super creepy one. So, you know, I I. I konami call me <laughs> <laughs> um and then my last question is there any uh future work that you're already working on right now that can give us a sneak preview or if you can't talk about it that's perfectly fine we don't have yes i have some surprises coming coming down the line you know i i took about this was about three and a half years between my last film and so i definitely won't be uh you know, going that long of a stretch again, I can't really say. And then, uh, you know, one of the films that I'm hoping to shoot next is, is very, um, you know, contingent on whether, you know, COVID allows that mm -hmm. uh, it kind of really screwed the up the entire industry for a while. So hopefully very soon I will have a, a bigger COVID friendly, uh, you know, movie to share. Well, I can't wait for it and I'll definitely be looking out for it. And I'm sure after people see off season, more people are going to be looking after it too. But thank you. thank you so much for your time and being here. I really appreciate you. You had some great insight. Um, like I said, I'm really excited for people to check out off season, which uh, off season does come out in theaters and VOD on March 11th. So please check it out, everyone. Uh, any last thoughts? 
Uh, no, I mean, thank you for having me. This is a great interview. I think the, I think this is really awesome, and uh, and I really I really appreciate talking to people who love horror movies. So uh, you know, have me back. I'm 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 excited to talk more. Definitely, we definitely will. And it was a pleasure talking to you. Cool. Well, this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Freddie, also known as Nighty Night. You can support us over at Patreon at patreon.com slash goodnight. That's night with a K. It's been a pleasure serving you, and don't forget your nightlight.